Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. I want to thank Serve Pro of Beachwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beachwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Flood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any ServPro. Seek out ServPro of Beachwood. That's ServPro Beachwood, ShakerHeightsClevenHeights.com, 216-464-4498. Operated by a former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, we love ServPro of Beachwood. Welcome. It's blood time. This is Coach Cimarroni, and I want to thank my previous guests, Mary Herrick and Don Kendrick, two unbelievable women. Mary Herrick, uh, a tremendous tennis coach. Don, a tremendous broadcaster over the years. And the Blessing House, their uh, passion project. If you can, please support that. It is a tremendous situation. We're getting kids out of uh, pretty bad situations and back to health, uh, both physically and uh, psychologically. Today I want to welcome. This is now I've got a, I've got a, a quartet of fantastic coaches. I've got Daniel Song in studio here with me, the head coach at Case Western Reserve University. Welcome, Daniel. How are you? Real good, coach. Appreciate you having me this morning. Yes, you make you make. This is the quartet I've got now. <laughs> John Carroll, Notre Dame College, Cleveland State, and Case Western Reserve. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, we've got some special guests in the studio. Your two sons. Could you <laughs> could you announce your two beautiful sons? We got, we got Chris, my oldest. He's three years old. I love and, it. Uh, actually wrestled in his first match. Nice. Uh, a couple weeks ago back. Awesome. We got JP, John Welcome. Paul. Welcome dudes. Yeah. John Paul. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Are you a Beatles fan? Uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool, yeah, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> John Paul, man. So, yeah, exactly. I love it. Um, we get the Pope reference. Right. Exactly. Very good. Very good. Um, so Case Western Reserve University, <clears throat> not an easy place to coach. You know, you've got some tremendous brains going through there. I mean, I've met so- tons of guys that have gone through. My my uncle, Leonard Arslanian, uh, was at uh, Western Reserve Academy or Western Reserve University before it went Case Western Reserve. He was the first place winner and the first captain of the Cleveland State, I mean, the Cleveland Heights wrestling team. Okay. So he wrestled there, wrestled there for a minute. But anyhow, he was brilliant, had 150 IQ or something like that. And so he, you know, was there to become a doctor, right? So I'm sure you're, you're coaching guys that are going to be doctors, engineers, lawyers, business, captains of industry and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I'm sure wrestling is, you know, a passion of theirs, but it's maybe not the first thing that they're there, there to do. So tell me a little bit about that dynamic, and then I want to get into your history. Absolutely. Yeah, Case, as you know, is a premier university sure. um, nationally and uh, world renowned so every one of our guys are coming in with a sorry every every one of our guys are coming in with plans 
yeah for beyond graduation what they're going to be doing beyond graduation they, they already have a real good idea yeah uh, that they want to be a doctor a lawyer um a leader in, in business right Right. Uh, possibly an innovator and inventor. Yeah. Um, inventor. I mean, that's there's tons of guys that are coming out of there. And you've got, what, uh, Nottingham Spurk down there doing some stuff, I think, over right on the campus area there. And, yeah. You know, we Weatherhead have... School of Management. It's exactly. crazy. What a what a font of, inst- you know, insane knowledge and, and industry, right? Exactly. Now, you also have a medical school there, too, right? We do, yep. And so uh, that's, that's a big draw for... Uh, anybody who's in medicine or um, you know the health healthcare industry, sure. Um, we just partnered with Cleveland Clinic. We used to be university uh, hospitals. We right. just went over to Cleveland Clinic, and they just built a, I believe, a five hundred million dollar um, health education campus. That is UCC. that is fantastic. So you get guys coming into practice, and um, you know they're obviously studying hard. There's, they've got obviously great brains. Tell me a little bit about that dynamic that occurs in practice. So first and foremost, and that, that really starts day one of the recruiting process upon first contact. They know that I know that academics come first. Right. Um, which really for me, that, that goes without saying. Uh, sure. Any, any student athlete, I mean, that's the, in the phrase itself, student comes first. Right. Um, some programs live it. Some programs talk about it. We live it. Okay. So our guys know that uh, my goal for them is to graduate and ideally with a job offer in hand before graduation. Sure, yeah. Um, pretty substantial they, job offer too, I'd imagine. Yeah, right? they, yeah. these guys do pretty well coming I'm out. I'm sure, um, yeah. But they know that I'm a competitor. Yeah. They know that at my core, I'm a bonehead wrestling coach and I love mm-hmm. to teach and yeah. win. Um, so we're going to do a lot of winning. So you've got these guys that are coming into practice. Are they competitive? I mean, are, are, are they actually as competitive? Because I know that you come from a, a, a different situation as an athlete, right? Well, tell me a little bit about that, and let's get circle back to that, that question. So tell me a little bit about where you matriculated at in high school, college, and then prior coaching experience. Sure. So I have a, a, a pretty, and uh, I, I hate to come off as boastful, but I have a pretty... No, please. Um, Pretty it's not boast, but boasting if it's fact. <laughs> if it's fact, it's fact, right? Heck yeah, yeah, no. exactly. So, so I have a pretty uh, rich uh, coaching coaching bloodline, almost if you will. Sure. So um, I started wrestling at ten years old. I'm from Long Island, New York, originally. Oh, Massapequa. Uh, yep. Right. Real tough. We used to go to their Christmas tournament every I'm year. Sure. Yeah. Um, the Hop Hog. The Baldwin boys, right? That's right. <laughs> exactly that's right. right yeah. So I'm from Hop Hog High School. Yeah. Um, Shout out and, to Billy Baldwin. Yep. Exactly. There you go. Um, and both my coaches, I just, just got dumb lucky with that. Both my coaches are in the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, wow. um, New York Chapter right. Hall of Fame, which is um, a tribute to um, just everything that they put into the sport. Sure. Isn't Tom Ryan from around there? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I was going to get to. We so love Tom Ryan. Tom Ryan was my first club coach as a kid. Oh, so he ran his club out of Hofstra. Mm-hmm. But also had a satellite camp out of my high school. That is Again, fantastic. this is just dumb luck. But yeah. uh, you could tell, even at ten years old, and, and I'm the youngest of uh, four. Right. So my brothers understood more than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could tell right away, even at ten years old, that this guy is a rock star. Yeah. Um, and he's gonna is is just something you want to latch onto. Sure. Which, um, my parents recognized that, and right. they trusted the coach. Right, um, and, th- and that's really where it comes back to for me. My parents, 
again, it was a lot of luck that they right. put me in touch with a lot of great coaches. Right. Um, but the best thing that they did for me was they trusted the coach. Awesome. To coach me, and they right. stayed out of the way. Um, at key times, they they put in their um, two cents. Yeah. At very key times. Well, they obviously have a foundation they want to raise you with. Certainly. Right. Certainly. And this is part of blood time. Blood time is, you know, the foundation of the parent. But then, what does a coach not only, you know, validate, but also expand upon? You know. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about that. Obviously, Tom Ryan had to do something that in that capacity, I would imagine, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. So um, right away, we went to you know we signed up for his club, we did his camps, sure. and um, it wasn't quite uh, a twelve month system, um, mm-hmm. but we we did quite a bit, right? Uh, even back at that time, so. It was something where, um, you know, it was, you recognize that you have something um, really special and you just want to be a part of that. Sure. So then, and then, so you graduate from high school uh, in Long Island. Where do you, where do you go to uh, college? So I actually have uh, a longer uh, path than most. I transferred twice. Well, that happens. So, I mean, you know, I listen. I have a nephew that transferred four times. Oh gosh! You know, yeah. so I, I get that, and he's doing fantastic. So he yeah. just had to find his niche, you know, That's and he's fine. doing he's he's killing it now. So go ahead. So uh, again, I'm the youngest of four. I okay. Have two brothers in the military. Oh wow! Uh, so one did ROTC at Rutgers University. Oh, um, yeah. Was a three year wrestler for them. Sure. And then, uh, my other brother was at West Point. Wow. Um, and he uh, did his five years commitment after sure. graduation. Yeah. Uh, and he was a three-year wrestler for West, uh, Army West Point. Nice. So I thought I wanted to follow in those footsteps. Okay. I wanted to go to the military academy. Okay. Um, I didn't have the grades at that point. All right. So I went to Brockport University. Oh, sure. That's um, a Division three powerhouse at one time. I remember ref, uh, coaching against them when I was at John Carroll and I was the assistant coach, and they were always top five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so the head coach there still currently is uh, just in his 50th year. Uh, as head coach is Don Murray. Oh, for and he's sure. A distinguished yeah. member yes. of the National Wrestling Hall of Fame. No doubt. So you kind of start to look at who I've been around. Right. And again, it's a lot of luck. Wrestling um, royalty, man. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's uh, fantastic. You know, just it's it's all I've kind of taken pieces from every person along the way. Sure. Uh, so ultimately transferred out of Brockport to the military academy. Okay. Um, wrestled for Tim Alger at the Merchant Marine Academy nice. in Kings Point, New York. Okay. And, um, you know, another amazing guy. He um, had a huge impact on me in my life and still right down the In what way? In what way? Uh, just just kind of perspective. Um, okay. When, and he was, he actually was, uh, he's a VMI alum. And so right. he, he knew the, the grind of the academics and the military and wrestling. Gotcha. And he was able to um, almost, he had a way of uh, refining things down. Okay. When, when you think things are overwhelming. Yes. He was able to filter things down and simplify it and, and kind of make. So take it in bits and pieces. Instead of eating the elephant all in one bite, take it a little slice at a time and, and all of a sudden in a month later, you've got it all digested. Exactly. I love that. Just one step at I, a time. I love that. That, that is fantastic. It wasn't VMI where um, Bonacani's son had the, uh, I think, the, the neck issue? And I think there, maybe, not, maybe not. Sure. I think there was. And that motivated Nick Bonacani, senior, who just passed away, Hall of Fame football player, to get involved with a lot of the paralysis okay. situation. So 
kind of a cool place to be, yeah. you know, and, and both that way as, as well as what you just described. And so there's your blood type, you know. And so it's interesting because uh, speaking of other coaches, right, we had Marchetti in uh, from Notre Dame College. We had Haywald in from John Carroll. And both of them said that their high school coaches uh, became part of their DNA. So now this is your this is your military academy college career coach that really has become part of your DNA. Right. You know, so there's your blood. And that's beautiful. And so now you step into the role at uh, Cleveland State and you follow a, you, a legend, right? So tell me a little bit about following that legend there. And, and you know, what a beautiful guy. So following uh, Coach Bell Rose oh, what a beautiful guy. at Case Western, I I, um, I never actually got to meet him yeah, and visit yeah, with him personally. Yeah, yeah. So he actually passed away, I believe, going into his 50th season. Yes, yes. Um, we, we, were, we were all very saddened by that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, he was um, definitely a pillar in the, in the Cleveland wrestling community and no doubt. Uh, a National Wrestling Hall of Fame member himself. Right. Yeah, I, I again, I, I knew Coach Del Rosa by reputation, um, not personally, um, and I knew very quickly that it was going to be a tough act to follow. Sure. Um, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, um, Peaks and and some very deep valleys. Very deep valleys. Um, yeah. So with Coach Del Rosa passing, and then um, it would have been four years later, if you mm. recall, there was a plane crash yes. that involved Case Western wrestlers. I, I remember that. That's um, horrifying. Yeah. And so my predecessor was wrestling with that. Yeah. Mark Haywald, who went yeah. on to John Carroll. Yep. Um, and uh, so cut to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to piece things together. Sure. Um, bring the bring the family together. Right, right. and a um, terrific, I mean, Haywald's a terrific guy. Love know? him. I mean, he's love a him. terrific guy. And he's gone through some, at Mountain Union, that they had the bus crash, too. So that's right. That's it's right. just amazing yeah. what he's been able to, you know, just keep perspective navigate. on. Yeah, navigate exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And um, so with that, it was, you know, when there's tragedy, mm -hmm. um, a legendary coach passing, yes. uh, members of the team passing. Yes, learn quickly there is no blueprint right to navigate such such things and so right. you just got to trust your gut man yeah right? for yeah. me it's um, the members of the organization if you will are either gonna mm -hmm. go separate ways or right. they're gonna come closer together right and so my my goal and it, you can't force it it has mm -hmm. to, almost has to happen organically right, right. naturally mm -hmm. um, but my goal early on was just to, to bring everybody back together right and once we had that foundation then we can build on top and, sure and really get back to the yeah. wrestling and the winning and looking at trying to bring back national titles sure uh, individually mm -hmm. and, and you know as a team to case western yep um in the history of the school there's four national champions phenomenal there's one three-time all-american three-time olympian in bill kerslake right and yes. so there's like god tremendous yes tradition of absolutely. case western absolutely um, I, to be honest, I couldn't name any other Division three school in the country that has an Olympian, national champion, and a four-time All-American. The, the people that are graduating from your, uh, I just, I'm just doing magnificent things in, in the real world, you yeah. know, and that's what, that's what this, this show is about, you know, is, you know, is what are these young men, uh, and even now, eventually young women, I just interviewed a few um, very successful females, obviously Mary, Mary Herrick and Dawn Kendrick, 
uh, in a different sport. That's what I love about this is blood time necessarily is about wrestling. It's sure. about it's about that, you know. And so you really had to create a true family, a true bond. And this is what this is about too, you know. Is any place that I've ever coached always had a call to arms. Well, this year it's We Are Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, last year it was uh, We Are I Am Wrestling. Um, and back in the day, it was return to glory and road continues and get it, do it now and all those kinds of things. And so while you may not have a call to arms, I know that it's in your brain. It's only, I know that it's in your heart. And the kids have to feel that, the men. I guess they're men now, right? right. Because they're over 18, most of the guys that you're coaching. Uh, so tell me about what that has done in the last few years and some of the guys that you have been able to coach and then see some of the things that they've done in the real world. Absolutely. And, and talking about a call to arms, I mean, um, that first year in, mm-hmm. in just a meeting with the team and the individual members one at a time, right? Um, there wasn't much of a purpose. Sure. You know, when, I, when I asked them, hey, why, why do you, what do why you, you doing about wrestling? Yeah, exactly. You know, what are you doing um, this year? What, what is your tie to the sport? What, right. what drives you? And there were... Almost like blank stares, and they sure. just didn't know, um, didn't have a, a specific answer to that. Right. So for me, that call to arms in year one at Case was compete for a reason. Awesome. And so, Get you, what, what's your why? Exactly. You know, where's your passion? Exactly. Yeah. I love so that. For yeah. everybody, it's going to be different. Right. Um, you know, and um, for again, some guys are going to be role players. And yeah. Some guys are going to strive for uh, a national championship berth. Right um, to get to the big show. Yeah, get on the get podium, the podium, man. And right, get to the top of the podium. Sure. So that was um, that was something that we kind of put in place year one. Right. Right. It was pretty helpful. Cool. And so you've been building on that. And um, have you had any guys, you know, that have graduated since you've been the head coach, come back and say, "Hey, thank you, coach. I'm doing this. Thank you, coach. I'm doing that." You so know? not guys that I coached. Um, to start, it was just alumni coming back, which sure. was a huge, uh, for me, a huge win sure. to get these guys back involved in the Totally. Program. I mean, that is I so, mean, that glue is so important to, you know, past generations exactly. of wrestlers. Sure. So the ability to connect with current members of the team right. to the past. Right. Um, guys who had gotten it done before them, you right. know, and didn't make excuses and had success at a high level. That was critical. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the other night we had our senior night and mm-hmm. two recent alums come back and it, it was seeing that to me was equally, um, as impressive and inspiring right. as our four seniors that we celebrated that night, gotcha. seeing our two, two, uh, current alumni, mm-hmm. uh, one graduated last year in okay. 2019, one graduated in 2018. Right. They're doing big things. Um, one's a civil engineer, one's a chemical engineer. Fantastic. And, um, Again, it's uh, it just makes it what you're doing on day to day day to day basis. Um, it's almost a reward in its own way to see. That's that your currency, back. man. You know what I mean. That's your Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because um, my whole goal as a, as a coach in high school is to gra- graduate great humans because great wrestling comes pretty easy right. after that. You take it to the next level because you've got guys that are going right into the business world, right into the civic world, right into the you know medical pro- teaching profession, whatever that may be. So what is the last lesson? What is the last thing that you 
impart on these guys or want to impart here on this broadcast to their next adventure, if you will? Yeah, my biggest thing, and I'll tell you, I, um, I think about this a lot. I've been around, you know, I had great mentors. I've sure. been around, I transferred twice before I graduated from the University of Iowa. Right. Um, and then made my way back mm. east. Um, Fortunately, Blue Ridge University, right. Naval Academy, mm-hmm. and now at Case. And along the way, again, I tell guys um, there are things that do not require talent yes. that you can do mm-hmm. every day that will set you apart. And you have to find that, that one thing that's going to set you apart. So I ask my guys, what's going to set you apart? Right. And what makes <clears throat> you different? What, what, um, what is it mm-hmm. that you're doing? daily to create your own edge right um and for me uh, i remember very clearly i was at the university of iowa okay and just a terrible wrestling program <laughs> <laughs> they're on they're on uh, they're on the way trend. back yeah, yes they are definitely there's no question about that yeah they had a little slumber but they're going they're coming back yeah so but there were two uh, and here I am. I'm a Division three guy. Sure. A one-time state placer from New York. Right. I'm not. I was not all world or anything like that. I, I resemble um, that remark. <laughs> but so, yeah. I went all in. Sure. I was reliable. Right. Um, I, I believe I was. I know I was. Mm-hmm. And without even knowing that people were watching, people were watching. Sure. And ultimately, I got on staff. I was the assistant coach in charge of strength and conditioning. Awesome. And I'm talking to Coach Brands, Tom Brands, and he tells yeah. me there's, there's two reasons why he had selected me for that position. Okay. Again, I wasn't very credentialed. I was Understood. Hard sure. Working, yeah. Reliable guy. Right. Yeah. And they had nothing to do with wrestling. Gotcha. And he said there was one day I was working out, and you came into the wrestling room, mm-hmm. and I had watched ten people before you come into the wrestling room and step over a five pound plate that was on the floor. Right. They came in, stepped over the plate, went to the locker room, got changed. Mm-hmm. One by one, stepped mm-hmm. over the plate, came locker room, got changed. Right. You came in, mm-hmm. you bent down and picked up that five-pound plate mm-hmm. and, and put it back where it belonged. Right. Right. And he goes, that sets yes. you apart. Sure. And didn't require talent. Mm-mm. Didn't require strength. Right. Didn't require technique. You were present and you were thinking of others. Brilliant. Essentially, love that. Uh, and I'm, I've got a newfound respect for Tom Brands for recognizing that because that to me is what humanity is all about, right? And we are of service, are we not? Uh, we don't do this for the dough. Maybe you do. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think Case pays that I, much. I'm sure. God I, love you, Coach. Because I, <laughs> I can, I can assure you, I don't. <laughs> I joke around all the time. Right. It's unfortunately it's sad but true. Yeah. I didn't get into wrestling because of the money. Exactly right. I think eventually I might have to leave right. wrestling as a profession because of the money. it's yes. Well, it's interesting because. <laughs> but it'll um, always be at my core. Of course, it is our passion project, right? Um, it's interesting. Last night I was at. I interviewed a guy by the name of Mike Friedman, who was an assistant coach for uh, Bill Sudik, who, okay. was, who was the basketball coach. He was yeah. assistant coach at Case. Uh, Mike celebrated his 65th birthday. I just interviewed him two interviews before you, and there at that, um, at that, and he talked about his coaching career, and he never really made a lot of money at it, and he became the business design extremely well in business, and he took those same foundational pieces in, in building a team and motivation and all that and brought it to business, and that's you know one of the foundations. But at that, at that party last night at the Acacia Country Club, there was a guy by the name of Dean Adler. And Dean Adler 
I believe, was a uh, professor, one of the youngest professors ever at Case Western Reserve. I think 28 years old. He was a law school professor. He was brilliant. Number one in his Wharton business class. I mean, that's that's how brilliant he is. He also runs a REIT. This is the wrestling part of it with a guy by the name of Ira Lupert. Ira Lupert, I think, was second or third on the Olympic run, rung to Chris Taylor. The heavyweight back in the early seventies. He is now, I think, the he's the head of the regents of Penn, Penn State. He's gone through some tough stuff with what recently happened at Penn State, but his crowning glory is bringing Kale wow. Sanderson. Wow. Okay, and he is. And think about that, right? Think about what it takes to bring that type of excellence to be a glue through a very tough time through Penn State University. You know, with some of the things that just happened, and he was the bright shining star there in Ira Lupert's. That's his crown of glory, you know. So, and Dean told that that story to me yesterday. And Dean, his experience here is his father started Rube Adler Sporting Goods, and his brother runs it right now with a former Beecher athlete, Eric Eric Adler. So it's kind of neat to hear all that stuff, you know. Where Dean never stepped a foot on on the wrestling mat, but his partner was this a guy that really created what is today the pinnacle of our sport. Absolutely. Right, Kale and the Penn State wrestling team. And so, speaking of that, why they're so successful, I think, is they have fun. Tell me, are you guys having fun over at Case Western Reserve? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, we, we, we have a good balance. We, uh, we work our tails off. Sure. But we've created a, a culture. Yes. Again, when, when I came in, it was, and I love, I love every one of my teams, every individual that have wrestled for me. When I came in, it was really smart kids sure who did wrestling as a hobby gotcha and now we gotcha. have wrestlers mm-hmm. who happen to be really smart gotcha um, we we make we have a good time uh, but we we make it a family atmosphere sure we eat together I we study that. together we train together we room together mm-hmm. um, these guys are looking out for each other right in the wrestling room in the classroom and the okay. studies, but also socially. Right. Um, but we do team meals. We do. Uh, we just went to Top Golf. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, that yeah. was. Uh, that was a blast. My assistant coach loves that. Jake Goodwin's a big fan of that. He's a Notre Dame guy. That he, was a blast. Yeah. He he loves that. So, um, and Top Golf's an interesting thing, right? It's really interesting because the young generation doesn't have time for eighteen holes, <laughs> but they have they have they love this stuff because isn't there like games and you know. Well, accuracy games and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Essentially, the best way I could describe it is they brought the bowling alley atmosphere right to the driving range. Brilliant. So you go with a group of friends. Everybody's right. on the board. You take turns. Sure. And you're trying to hit certain targets or any target. Yes. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> or just hit the ball. Exactly. And, and laugh at each other. I love it. Know, so. Well, you know, I want to I want to kind of bring this last point up, and then I want to uh, throw something back to. Uh, um, I have uh, the honor of my nephew, Matt Guerrero. He is the defensive coordinator for Duke football. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Duke, Stanford, some of these, you know, uh, organizations that excel in athletics and yet have to be and are beholden to the academic world. Obviously, Duke. Absolutely. Right. Very difficult. So there was a, you know, they have a, um, uh, you know, kind of a, a platform or a process or protocol that they go through to try to attract the best they can, you know, to fit that mold. So tell me what you do to recruit, if you will, 
that type of athlete and that type of athletic student, if you will. So, so early on, I, I went um, almost with mass mailings, and sure. what it was not successful. Okay. So you really have to manage your efforts. Um, we have an amazing, uh, we have amazing support at Case sure. Western Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, my AD and the administration, they're all on board. Okay. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm, I'm the head coach, and we have several part-time assistants. Yes, that makes sense. So as far as being the most efficient with the time, mm-hmm. um, I kind of came back to a formula of reaching out to my all, and I have a, a pretty deep network, mm-hmm. um, but reaching out to those guys okay, and having a really good feel about the potential recruit even before I meet them. Gotcha. So I know the, heart, the work ethic. I so you pre-qualify. Guys. Yeah, it makes so much sense because you don't want to waste your time with somebody that just it's is tough. not going to make it. Yeah. You know, I hate to, you know, I hate to, because I, I want But it's reality. It it's is. reality. You so there's to, no way to, you know, you get around that. Efforts. Absolutely. So, you know, you already have uh, the character, the sure. work ethic, and of course the grades yes. vetted before you even pick up the phone and call the individual. Right. Um, but the biggest thing for me is getting them on campus. Okay. So I'm not much of a salesman. Uh, I think I'm very passionate and, and people can pick up on that. Sure. Um, but I, my, my sell, uh, my pitch, my, um, my pushiness. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Comes out in yeah. getting them to campus. Okay. Once I get them to campus, I yeah. let my athletes close the deal. Sure. I let them and the university campus. And yeah. the campus and the, and and the, the academics. Incredible, uh, um, incredible reputation. The reputation. Yeah. I mean, people get on campus, and without a doubt, every single time they are impressed. They yep. leave impressed. Right. They leave with a good feeling about Case Western Reserve. Right. Um, now, whether they come to the school or not, mm-hmm. it's up to them, and, mm-hmm. and, and factors on several things. Sure. Um, but that's that's kind of how I mm-hmm. make the most of my efforts from the recruiting standpoint. Awesome. And then the last guy that I want to bring up is Tony Kalamda. Don't we love Tony? Antonio. He's fantastic, (laughs) isn't he? He's the best. Uh, He just won, I think, the uh, national championship in Japan. Again, he's the best. He's the best. And he he made the best pesto in in town. I'm so sad to see that he left with Il Bacio going going the way of uh, Florida, I guess, you know, so... But uh, shout out to Antonio, right? Coach Tony. He's one of a kind. He is. Instantly, friend for life. Yes. That's the best way I can describe it. Yes. He stayed with me and my family um, for a week this past summer. Okay. And then we all went to Italy together. With the John Carroll guys, right? With John Carroll. That's such a cool That's such a cool thing, yeah. The 2019 Matteo Pelicon. Right. Which they just held the 2020 Matteo Pelicon. Wow. Um, wow. So it's even just competing in that event. Oh, yeah. Having Coach Tony lead right. it, be our right. honorary coach for that trip. Sure. Was a huge honor and uh, it just just such a prestigious event. Yes, and his best gumbar is Jermizo. <laughs> Not a bad right. wrestler, right? Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's something, isn't he? So my sixty-five pounder wrestled Jermizo oh, round one. Wow! And so wow. my sixty-five pounder Isaac Collier, Saint yeah. Ed's alum, right, is one of four Americans. Mm-hmm. Yes, to compete against Jermizo. Crazy, um, two-time world champion. Yes, and, uh, what hips? Oh, he's an alien. He's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's it's <laughs> results not typical. Yes, so yes. That's, that's the best way I can. I understood. Understood. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had Lee Kemp on, and I was talking to him about uh, 
if he was, you know, 28, right, we could do a time machine. He says, yeah, I'd have loved to go out against uh, Dake and Taylor and, oh, and yeah. Burroughs and Tremizo. Can you imagine that brick house camp against Tremizo? Right. What an insane match. I don't know. Clash of styles. <laughs> yeah, clash sure. of styles for sure, you know. So, Daniel, thank you for coming in. I really, I, I love this. I, I love that your sons are here and they've been, they've been chiming in. <laughs> Hopefully, we can, uh, we can edit that out, but who knows, right? Oh it's it, we may keep it in. It's just a beautiful atmosphere, if you will. And it reminds me of my days when I had, because when I was the head coach first time at Beachwood, I had a, I had a one-year-old, two-year-old, three-year-old, and I was telling you off the air, my baby, my my middle son, uh, Christian he, he, Michael is, he's he's my Mickey. Uh, Christian Michael Cimarroni was born the day Ryan Peters wrestled as a sophomore in the state tournament oh, wow. against Timmy Dernland. So it was, oh, wow. yeah, so absolutely eat these days up. I know that today is a little, little stressful for you, but just eat these days up because they go so fast and now they're 29 and 31. God bless America, right? <laughs> we watched uh, with my oldest, Christopher, yeah. and uh, we watched the Olympic trials oh, wow. in the hospital. Oh, so wow. I actually had tickets out to Iowa City to go oh, watch wow. in person. Yes. And my wife was like, no way. You're not going. Oh, no, my, Please, yes. Yeah. Go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I was still going to go. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get, no, I was coaching. I was coaching uh, Scott Peters and Michael Gover on the phone in, a, in 1990. And the cell phones were the size of my head uh, while Ryan was wrestling. And it was just amazing uh, experience. And I'll never forget it. But having said that, leave us, leave our audience with uh, one or two things that you'd like to as a, um, as just a, a tidbit or, or a, you know, Sure. Uh, I, I, I leave off with this. Just anything you do, um, I encourage you to have mm. a specific goal. Gotcha. And so when you have a specific goal in mind that you're striving for and working towards, mm -hmm. you realize that everything matters. Yes. Um, if you're just in it, insert whatever activity or um, whatever you want. If you're just in it for the experience or just to get better, just to see what happens, right? you find that things don't really matter on your journey. You meander. When you have a specific right. goal, everything matters. Yes. Attitude, body language, nutrition, yeah. rest, how you treat people, sure. um, and of course, work ethic and, and attacking the weight room and the technique or, again, whatever the activity is, everything matters. And so I encourage encourage those out there to yes. have a specific goal and, and just take it one step at a time. Okay. Try to refine it and, and simplify the the um, the approach to just getting one one step closer each day. To your goal. I love that. And you know, I address my team uh, and I address my kids and um, anybody that has the opportunity uh, to, to, to talk to me about this is that you have a choice every moment is either the most important moment on the planet or meaningless. It's up to you. I choose to, to be the most important. And the other thing, too, is I say to the kids, you'll never get these years back, so make them count. And so I love this message. And Daniel, I love you. Appreciate I love what it, you're doing. Uh, your kids are fantastic. I'm glad that you brought them in. You're awesome, little dude. Uh, continued success for the Spartans. Okay, yes. continue to grow, continue to grow that uh, wonderful tradition. And we wish you nothing but the best uh, in the Division Three regionals and uh, nationals.
Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Me on today. You got it. We are blood. This is Coach Cimarroni. Love to all. I want to share my thought of the day with you. Do not listen or believe a lie, no matter how many times you are told or how loud it is proclaimed. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.